when it comes to heating up your business, it's all about making more bacon. And that requires an expert with a particular set of skills. You need a Baconologist. Building authentic connections, online networking, through social selling, relationship marketing, mindset and training. Yeah, that's bacon. Get ready, because we're about to fry up a sizzling success strategy. This is the Bacon Podcast with your host and business Baconologist, Brian Basilico. It's a lot of bees, man. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Brian Basilico, and this is the podcast where you learn to make your business sizzle online. So are you ready to fry up some new business? Hey, peeps. I am really excited today. I have a great guest. Her name is Kimberly Spate, and she is with Sterling and Scott. And today we're going to talk about networking and how you can use networking to help propel others and propel your business. So, Kimberly, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, Brian. It's great to be here. Thank you. Thank you for coming. And so today we're going to be talking about networking. But before we dive into that, you know, I want people to get to know you and your origin story of how you went from being a chambermaid. Now, peeps, don't take that the wrong way. She was cleaning hotel rooms. Okay. (laughs) So how did you go from cleaning hotel rooms to working the room at networking events? Well, that's a great question. So I think what helped me is being a chambermaid, I learned how to work hard. Um, I got rewarded with, um, you know, great tips at the end of the week because I cleaned my rooms well. And uh, and so I learned that valuable lesson very early on. And that helped me get get uh, an appointment through uh, Barbara Mikulski, Senator Barbara Mikulski to the Air Force Academy. So I started off uh, in the military and I had an exciting career in the Air Force When I got out after five years, because I was having my first son, um, my husband actually stayed in for 24 years. Wow. Yeah. Uh, So I followed him around um, and and did my thing, you know, as we were moving from base to base and had to learn how to bloom where I was planted, had to learn how to meet people quickly. I met some wonderful people um, all across the United States and, and actually in Okinawa, Japan as well. And so I just really developed a love for people and, and the importance, learned the value of relationships. And so I think it was a skill that I, that I developed. Awesome. So, you know, I always say that networking is the currency of business and your network is your net worth. And so, you know, developing relationships is key in business, obviously, and it takes some time. So let's go over some key points that are in your book. And the first one that you talk about is you cannot predict someone's story. And I think that's so pertinent because, you know, we look at people, we kind of have a narrative in our head, right? you know, based on their looks, based on their height, based on their gender, based on a whole bunch of other things. But we really don't know the core of that person, right? Yeah. So that's one thing that I learned very early on because, you know, you do tend to make judgments about someone. And I was meeting people um, just about everywhere I went in my challenge. I just decided, you know, I'm going to take in a hundred next hundred days, I'm going to meet a hundred people. And so I was intentional about meeting people. And one gentleman that I met within the first, I would say five days of my challenge, um, he was a big, tall, burly guy. And um, I could have prejudged him, but within the first One of the very first things he said to me, Mm -hmm. he told me that um, one of his ancestors died at the Battle of Franklin fighting for the Confederate Army. And I wasn't expecting to hear that at all. (laughs) 
And then he quickly followed that up with, he said, I learned that I can acknowledge my family's heritage without carrying their flag. And I thought that was a really powerful statement. Uh, I could, I would never have predicted that that's what the one of, you know that that would have been part of his story. But we had a wonderful conversation. We talked about everything that you're not supposed to talk about politics, uh, religion, uh, you know. But we had a wonderful conversation. Um, I met some other people that you know when you meet young people, you think they haven't had any major life issues. Um, but I was astounded to find find that some people, you know, um, very young had lost you know, a father, um, someone had lost a brother, um, you know, you wouldn't be able to predict that before you sat down and talked to someone because they, these were folks that would, you know, just had a great big smile on their faces too. So, um, yeah, I just really learned that you couldn't predict somebody's story before you actually sat down and talked to them. So kind of building on that then, you know, in order to know somebody's story, obviously listening is so important. So, one of the other topics that you talk about is to be interesting, you need to be interested. In other words, you need to listen twice as much as you talk, right? Because that's why God gave us two ears and one mouth. Exactly. Well, it's very interesting because people will say, you know, I don't know how to network. I don't know. I don't know how to have a great conversation with people. I struggle with conversation. And I always tell people that if you are asking more questions and actually listening, being present in the moment, you don't really have to ask a lot of questions and you can have a great conversation. It's really not that much work if you're willing to um, ask an open-ended question. So it's a question that's not just a yes or no answer. Um, but I like positive open-ended questions like, tell me something great that happened to you today, because that helps the other person think of something that's really positive. It helps that other person feel good, um, but it's an open-ended question. So they can choose whatever it is that they want to share with you. And then if you're very intentional about listening to what they say, then you're able to engage with them based on what they said. So you can make a statement based on something that they said, and then they will, they will continue with that conversation. They will continue to talk about that. But I think a lot of times what you know people do is they think, well, what kind of questions can I ask? And, and instead of listening, you start thinking, what's the next question? that I should ask, and you miss out on being present in the moment. And then when you're asking somebody and you're intentionally listening to what they are saying, you're telling that other person that you see them, that, that you're listening, that you hear them, and you become the interesting person because you're interested in them and their story. Mm -hmm. and, and there's a balancing act inside of that because, you know, there are certain people that walk into any kind of event, what, whatever it is, with an agenda. You know, they want to find a person to sell what it is they're selling. Right. And, you know, those people are, are going to go right for the jugular and, and start talking about things in their business. And you can kind of get a sense of, you know, are these people, you know, genuine or yes. are they being, you know, just they're they pulling out their you know, elevator speech, sales pitch, and just trying to find, you know, fresh meat. And I think that's really important is, you know, when you know that's going on, you obviously try to redirect it if you can. Right. But, you know, you can't control what people say. And so, you know, I think that's very important. But walking into those situations, too, I think it's really important to walk in with an open mind and thinking, okay, I've just met this person, but who in this room can I connect them to? Who in the world can I connect them to? How can I help them first, right? Right. If you're able to help, if you're able to give, the more you give, I mean, it's a, it's a 
basic principle, the more you give, the more you receive, but you have to go with the intention, I think, with giving. And like you said, who can you connect someone to? But it's harder, I think, to try to connect somebody if you know that they're, that they're just looking to get. Uh, it's a little bit harder for me to want to connect them to somebody else because I'm, going, I'm thinking, well, they just are going to try to get something from my connection. But if I know something, somebody's a giver and looking also to help, that's somebody I'm tending to want to help also, right? I'm willing to open up my doors and connect them to others because then it's going to be a win-win. I know that they're looking to give and I can look in my network and also see who, who might be able to help them. And then I'm more likely to want to make that connection. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And, and, you know, I think the key thing is you walk in with understanding the person's integrity, their intent, and also their, you know, what they have to offer uh, your network or people that you know, or things of that nature. So I think, you know, one of the things you have to do is take an inventory of all of that as you're talking to them. And, and you know, if again, if there's a way to help them, that's awesome. Because I right. think that, you know, if you help people up front, then they become more inclined to want to help you and reciprocate. It's a law of reciprocity and it works really big. So the next point that you bring up is that universally, we all want the same thing, right? Is that true? We do. Oh my goodness. So like I said, I, I talked to a hundred people, met a hundred people, a hundred days, and just having those conversations, what I realized that is that we all want acceptance, approval, appreciation, and respect. That's at the core. Every human being wants, wants those four things. Mm -hmm. And if you are willing to offer someone acceptance, approval, appreciation, and respect, you will be amazed at the relationships that will come out of that. And out of those relationships, often there's help available if you need it. Um, and so you, you're able, you know, because you're, you're, you've built that relationship with people and, and relationships take time, right? But as you're building those relationships, people start to get to know who you are and what you might need, and they start wanting to reach out and help you as well. But it's, accepting them for who they are, showing appreciation for who they are, um, showing that approval and that respect. Mm -hmm. No, I agree 100%. And, you know, it, a lot of it too depends on, you know, who the person is, where they're working, what's going on. I found that, you know, uh, transactional relationships, you know, meaning consumer-based things like going to a shop or, you know, buying insurance or something like that, something more personal it doesn't take as much time, but in the B2B space, I've learned that in networking, it can take up to two years, you know, of, of getting to know, like, and trust somebody before they're going to trust you enough with their business right. and vice versa that you trust them enough to work in your business, right? Exactly. But you hit on something, uh, Brian, that know, like, and trust is, is so important in business, right? Uh, mm -hmm. you've, they've got to know who you are first, right? That's the first thing. So that's getting out and meeting people. They have to get to know who you are, but then they need to like you, right? I mean, people do business with people they like, and that's building those authentic relationships. And over time, because they get to know you over time, you build that trust. And then that those business relationships just flourish. Absolutely. And I think one of the things about the like is you don't necessarily have to mold yourself to their viewpoint in order to get them to like you. You have to be authentic. Right. And, you know, and non-confrontational and things of that nature. So I think that, you know, as long as you are who you are when you're driving in your car, when you're networking, 
you know, people will get to know the real you and, and they'll make the decision. You know, not everybody is perfect for everybody in business. That's why we have, you know, a million people doing what we do. Absolutely. Your network is your net worth. And the people that do stay inside of that network are the ones that you can help and can help you. So I think that's a, you know, a huge point when it comes to networking is understanding not only who you're meeting and what value do they have, but, you know, does it make sense to continue the relationship with them? And, and does it make sense to, you know, add them into your tribe, so to speak, right? Yeah, I, I think that you do have to be wise, right, in, in your network, because also by association, right, people start to know who you are by your association. So you totally want to have people in your network that, that, um, are genuine, that you respect, that respect you, um, that build, help you build that credibility because they're also being associated with you. So that absolutely makes a difference because mm -hmm. we all give off energy. We all give off those vibes. And, and, and uh, I always used to tell my kids all the time, you know, if you, if you have great associations, you're going to have a lot more freedom because you will be associated. You will be known by who, those who you associate yourself with. Yeah, very true. So what I like to do is is let people know kind of a success story or or something where you've done this or somebody else has done this and you know it, it has an outcome that is usable for my audience. Well, sure. So I think one great success story. Uh, I, I met these the two ladies, uh, Lori and Renee. They have a store called the the Rural Home here in uh, Dripping Springs, and I met them in my challenge. Uh, they were willing to share their story with me, and we just developed a great relationship. They didn't know this when I asked them their story that I was going to, when I wrote their story up in the book, that I was also going to put the name of their store in the book because they were just telling me their personal story. But because they gave, I thought, you know what, I want to be able to do something to help them. And so I wrote about their, their store. I put pictures of some of the products and things that they had in their store and, and talked about their store quite a bit in the book. Um, and then actually as a result of that, well, just the relationship, not necessarily because they hadn't actually seen the story that I had written. Um, they said, hey, I want to do a book launch party for you because we just developed a great relationship. So it kind of went back and forth. They they gave, shared of their story. Um, I wanted to do something to help them. So I put their, you know, their, their store in my book. Um, and then they turned around and, and helped me out and, you know, again. And so my, my book is still in their store and we still have a great relationship. And, and I drop by and, and yeah, it's a beautiful relationship. So there's value in the relationship itself too. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a perfect example of the law of reciprocity, meaning, you know, you gave them something first, they didn't ask for it. And then the next thing, you know, they're coming to you saying, Hey, you know, we like what you did. So we want to do something nice for you. And that, that seems to be the way that good networking works. And it doesn't happen every time, but when it does, it's a great surprise, right? It's awesome. Yeah. So if you give without expectation, right, you don't get hurt if somebody didn't give back, but then you're totally blessed when they do. And yeah, it's pretty, pretty awesome. Yes, it is. Well, Kimberly, this has been great. And I'm sure my audience is going to want to get to know you better and learn more about your book. What's the best way for them to do that? Well, Brian, they can contact me uh, at KimberlySpate.com. That's my website. Uh, they can also get in touch with me by emailing me at uh, KimberlySpate at gmail.com. Go ahead and spell that out so people know. Okay. <laughs> it's K-Y-M-B as in boy, E-R-L-I. Spate is S, P as in Paul, E-I-G-H-T. 
Awesome. Well, Kimberly, this has been a blast. Thank you so much for coming on and dropping some sizzling hot bacon <laughs> networking knowledge bombs on my peeps. And I so appreciate you and your time. And thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Brian, for having me. This was really fun. Thank you. Thank you for letting us sprinkle some bacon bits into your brains. Want some more? Learn more about this podcast and our guest experts at baconpodcast.com. Have questions? Send them to askbrian at baconpodcast.com. Until next time, keep sizzling. And remember, it's all about the bacon.